0: Blue, 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 tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Because now we have a new theme song for the untold hour, and it's got clocks. Yep. And I I really like it. It was a good
1: approximation.
0: I gotta say, this is all really coming together now that we finally uh, moved forward and cemented our thought process on what we want this to be.
1: I agree. And I think I may have a nickname (gasps) for our fans.
0: Oh, gosh, what? Because I have not been able to think of anything.
1: But here's the thing. This is delicate. You don't want to push a nickname on people.
0: Yeah, of course. I, I don't
1: remember if we started Bizarro's or if... The bizarros started bizarros.
0: Oh, I think we might have suggested bizarros. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. But then it stuck because it was good.
1: Well, I was watching Ed Wood Mm -hmm. the other day. Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point, an alien race was mentioned. And the name of that alien race made me think of calling our fans – the Untoldians.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, Untoldians. the Untoldians. It sounds a little cultish. Yeah, it which I be, dig. But, right, and but, a little alienish. And a little alienish. But it also
0: sounds like maybe um, a lost species. Yeah. Side sidebar species that were living underground for thousands of years and are now. Yeah. Started to interact.
1: Definitely. You Definitely. Know? The Untoldians have have risen. Yeah, exactly. The Untoldians exactly. passed through the interdimensional door.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm into this. Cool. cool. I'm cool. into cool. this. All right. Well, hopefully uh, the Bizarro Untoldians. Yeah. <laughs> the Untoldians are into this too.
1: Well, it's an evolution, right? So what was a Bizarro when it crawled out of the primordial the, ooze has now, is now, become... now standing on two legs as an Untoldian. And they're a society, an unknown society. society. I, right.
0: Dig this. <laughs> Dig it. it. Yeah, this is all gelling, and I'm loving it. So, speaking of gelling, um, one of those things is, I can actually talk about some of my episodes from yes. Expedition X. Two subject matters which you are actually pretty familiar with because mm-hmm. of what we've done in the past on our own. Um, so, by the time you guys uh, are listening to this, um, hopefully I'm still alive because I have surgery on Friday. Yes. Knock on wood. Uh, but, um, also, uh, two episodes, possibly three episodes of Expedition X have aired. Um, the ones that I'm talking about are Mothman and the Cambodian Tech Tech, which is essentially for Western Audience Association would be like their version of Bigfoot. Let's just say mm-hmm. it's like, it's not, but it kind of is, um, so yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, Mothman was the first episode. You know me and my mothy fuzzy boy. Love him. He's you my love jam. Love fuzzy
1: boy, especially when he's a beefy fuzzy boy. <sighs> beefy fuzzy boy. So can I ask you some questions? Yes. Having not Hit seen me the up. episode though.
0: Uh huh. Um, I'll try not to spoiler it for people that might want to watch sure. it later and/or international audience because I believe this is only airing here in the states right now. But there is plans, or there are plans. Jessica, get your
1: there be plans. There be
0: plans. Uh. For an international cut later. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'll, I'll try to play, I'll try to tell you enough sure. while also playing it safe.
1: I feel like I should preface this by uh, letting everyone know I feel like I have done a line of cocaine because <laughs> okay. I have been off of caffeine for weeks. I've uh-huh. been off of coffee for over a month uh, because I've been having problems with acid reflux. So my doctor recommended, doctor, my doctor <laughs> recommended no coffee and eventually no caffeine and limiting alcohol and spicy foods and fried foods etc like,
0: so everything that's good in life
1: everything that's good in life and i have been very faithful to that regime but mm-hmm. i had caffeine today and i'm telling you you, I don't know when the last time is you've gone off of caffeine. Probably never.
0: <laughs> you look kind of psycho. I
1: feel like I am at a job interview and I'm having to hide the fact that I did coke before coming in.
0: I have been off caffeine. I have been off caffeine when I was pregnant. Right. And I was fine.
1: Did you? I went through a period of very bad headaches. Did you? I... have that detoxing period.
0: It lasted maybe a day. Oh, wow,
1: dude. I had, like, three to four days where I was in anguish and wanted mm-hmm. to just lock myself in a dark room.
0: My body is not an addictive body. Okay. I have uh, never really felt the need to, to like, have something, you know? Yeah. Like, I think the closest I've ever been is sugar. Like, sugar for mm-hmm. me is really, like, not eating candy is really tough. Mm-hmm. Um... It makes it a little easier if I eat, like, a lot of fruit because it's nature sugar. Right. But, but it's this still not. This episode is brought
1: to you by fruit.
0: Fruit. Um, but it also, you know, so that helps curb that cra- craving. But, um... but yeah, I just, I'm not very, I'm not very uh, uh, addictive to things. Like, sure. I, if I decide I want to quit something, I quit it. And that's just how it goes. And then I, I have, I am... like, a day and then I'm pretty good.
1: Yeah. I I am a addictive or have an addictive personality and getting off of coffee was a big deal because I couldn't imagine a a world without coffee but what's it's the same with drinking when you when you stop drinking for a time and then you have a drink it I had one drink uh, on Oscar weekend and it felt like I had three martinis Mm -hmm. my head was spinning and I am usually uh, can handle my liquor but I call myself, stuff, yeah.
0: Again, man. off of it for uh, my pregnancy, and now I think something during my pregnancy changed my body. Well, obviously, many sure. things in my body changed, but one of those being, I used to be able to drink pretty much consistently, yeah. like throughout the night. You know, if I treated it like a marathon, not a race, right? I was good, just solid drinking. Till I just didn't want to drink anymore. Totally, I am like a three-drink bitch now. Like, I can only go three drinks in, and without I am a, just messed up.
1: Without a doubt. And, I yeah, I used to be really good at the marathon of it all. Yeah, I could... Because I, I spaced myself out. I have the right amount of water. I know when to go from beer to my whiskey and all this stuff. And now, dude, I, I can't hang. Yeah. Now, which is probably a good thing because I need to lose weight and I need to watch out for my acid reflux and all that. But I do hate the fact that I, eh, too, am a three-drink bitch. Is that what you said?
0: Yeah, 3 I just DB. made it 3DB. it's true.
1: Three, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. good night. Yeah. And will I feel okay in the morning? Don't know. Yep. So all that to say, I'm high as fuck on caffeine. And you know what? Mm-hmm. The the twist is, it was just a chai. <laughs> you know? It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't even a, a an it, wasn't espresso, even real. it wasn't an Americano. <laughs> it wasn't right. even
0: real. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's lower... You
0: just basically drank spice.
1: Yeah, I think chai has less caffeine than matcha, for sure. Dude, I, think. I don't know
0: what the deals are. And, yeah. the, and
1: matcha is like a third of coffee. So what am I...
0: I thought matcha was like a ra- like raging with caffeine.
1: Matcha, no. But it's like
0: smooth caffeine.
1: It, it, But it is still, I think, a third of, of most coffee. Mm. So I'm right now fucking tweaking mm-hmm. off of like smelling caffeine.
0: Are you sweating?
1: I'm not sweating, but I have that... That nervous energy, Where I can feel it in my stomach. It feels
0: like feels like your muscles are moving underneath your skin. Yes. Yeah. And
1: I feel like someone's come, going to burst through that door and I'm going to have to fight them.
0: Yeah, cool. I'm on edge. So what was your Mothman question? So here's my Mothman <laughs> questions.
1: I love Mothman. You love Mothman. We yeah. all love Mothman. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, was the exploration uh, of Mothman in this episode West Virginia focused?
0: Uh, Yes. Split, yeah. Okay. It was, so there was a bunker that we went to that was just outside of West Virginia. I can't remember where we were. We traveled so much, I started to lose track a little bit. But um, it was associated with where they helped develop part of the Manhattan Project. Oh, sure. And so the connection there is that possibly this is some sort of, you know, if you want to go to one extreme, maybe it is a a a, a government conspiracy kind of uh, montauk experiment mm-hmm. thing that went awry and mm-hmm. this thing escaped. Or it is like futuristic, um like battle gear wingsuit-esque type of
1: I fucking hate those testing. theories.
0: Why, uh, I actually dig the, the wingsuit. Really? theory a lot that's
1: like to me that's like we talked about in so many episodes where you know, I want a monster to be a monster. I don't want the the chupacabra to be a a, a rabies filled raccoon that washed up on the shore. Yeah, I want it to be a chupacabra. Well, no, I don't, want don't get me Man wrong. To be a I still think Mothman
0: could be Mothman. Yeah, but I think if you were looking at those two options between Montauk experiment sure. or you know what's the connection? You're like, what's the connection? I I lean and I like the wingsuit connection a lot because to me, One the day interesting you
1: the wingsuit <laughs> suit connection.
0: connection. Um the I like the the here's the deal. I'm like not explaining this well at all, but you want I to enjoy like... the government conspiracy yeah. aspect of it as well. Like I love Mothman. Mothman is my favorite cryptid. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of cryptids to start with, so he's numero uno. Um do I think he possibly exists as an actual Mothman? probably I don't know. Like, I don't know. Some of these like Some of the people we interviewed and their actual, like, eyewitness accounts were pretty amazing. So so fuck
1: me up with some of those. But you talking about... Well, wait, let me finish.
0: But then the flip side is I love a good government conspiracy theory. And so if this has some sort of weird kind of like Wormwood-esque Manhattan Project weird shit happening and there's spies among us and blah, 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 and it's the Cold War and all that shit's going down, I'm into that too. So I'm fine with this whole thing.
1: I don't know why. Once it becomes government conspiracy, I inherently lose interest and I'm trying to unpack that even in a movie when 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 the army rolls in I'm always like well fuck this it's almost like it demystifies it or something or sterilizes it but I guess it doesn't necessarily
0: I mean I get your point of view about when every time you do any kind of horror-esque movie like that like let's say E.T. government comes in or Stranger Things government blah 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 like I get it Mm -hmm. um because it is a trope But I also have a lot of distrust for governments, and I do think they do fucked up shit. And so for me, the uh, reality aspect of it in regards to the story behind Wormwood or potentially the story behind these Mothman sightings being something else, that is really intriguing to me. From Mm -hmm. an entertainment standpoint, I understand rolling your eyes about it, but from a which is tough to say because this is a TV show. But for me, experiencing it as an actual like real thing, like we went there and we talked to folks and we were in the bunker like that was very cool.
1: Well, and and for some reason, I'm seeing the government's involvement as something that so like. If I think of Mothman as like a mutated owl, like mm-hmm. we had heard maybe there was some like radioactive shit dumped on an owl, that was one of the theories we had heard. I like the idea of kind of a singular confrontation, like that young couple that was driving, and the Mothman was flying behind you know, over their car, and
0: so those are the those are the accounts that I'm like, yeah, I have a hard time dismissing.
1: Stuff like that. Stuff
0: like that. Because those are really detailed accounts.
1: And and for me, when I think of those interactions, I feel this mystery and this kind of unknown Mm -hmm. unknownness around it or whatever. When I think of the government being involved involved, all of a sudden there's a big light on it and it's and it's known. And so I'm less excited. But I guess the truth is that doesn't it shouldn't be less exciting because it just means that they're involved in the cover up and that they're the ones keeping it unknown and and in a way, then it is more practical. But I guess I have a hard time believing that the government could keep secrets that big. But of course they do.
0: I mean, hey, man, you like so, what you like. There's nothing to, you know, you don't know, have man. to force yourself to like government conspiracies.
1: Well, so so what were some of these accounts and were any of them accounts you'd never heard of?
0: Were they all uh, from
1: like the 60s? What was the they era? Were they
0: pretty pretty much around the 60s. Um, they were not terribly unfamiliar with what we had already talked about Mm -hmm. when we were down there, too, and that museum and and the museum curator, because we met with him again.
1: You did. okay. I
0: did. Um, What I thought was actually really interesting is we went to a totally brand new area that I didn't even know existed. So remember when we were looking at the TNT areas and we found those little uh, kind of like bubble storage facilities? Yes. That it was, that was so small potatoes to where we ended up.
1: Well, I, I felt like we weren't in the we, prime
0: spot. We were not in the prime spot. Uh, the prime spot is like, whoa! This first of all, this entire place was massive back in the day. And it and was what was it? Huge. Is it
1: industrial? It's a big TNT. Factory? If I, it
0: was a TNT. It was a. Uh, uh, Watch the show. Um, was it it's a been a while. TNT it was a. It was no, it wasn't a TNT Music Factory. It was a storage facility. Okay. Or that's what it was referenced as. But there was layers upon layers of different security clearances. Even um, still. Even well, but it, it, now it's so now it's ruins, right? So now right, it's ruins. But, it's but, it's but just there's protected still protected because there's still storage areas that have been locked up since they closed it down. That people Damn. have not gone in. Well, we did, but. Sure. That was friggin' amazing. Like, we actually accessed one of these locked areas. Mm. Um, But then there's also—so I didn't realize this until we started shooting this episode—is there is a—if you look at these maps, we we ended up meeting with a guy who was able to track down these maps of the area— and it showed where all the buildings and what each building in this map did. So, like, you had a storage facility A, storage facility B, blah, 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 cafeteria, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Because it was work – like, people – like, it was a working factory. People, both locally and for the government, worked there, mm-hmm. just a matter of what you could or could not get into. And um, so all of this was – all of this was mapped, but then right in the middle – there's this, like, blank, unexplained area that mm. is just written down. Like, I'm talking really detailed instructions on this map, except for this one spot, dead center of this entire, like, facility that's just kind of, like, unknown. Mm-hmm. And that's apparently where they ended up making a man-made lake. So gotcha. they, the theory is, is that they're potentially, like, what did they flood? Nobody knows. A lot of people think it might be a nuclear something or other down there that they flooded with water so that people couldn't access it. And then we went out on the lake on a rowboat and we went around this island. And as you go around the island, and it just looks like this island, everything's overgrown. You're like, oh, pretty trees, la, la, la. I mean, it looks beautiful. But as you're going around the um island, there's just this bunker with this door open that's been flooded, and you walk in Ooh. there, and there's weird. I mean, there was this weird. There's this weird thing popping out of the water that it, I, it legit looked like there was some sort of like underwater bomb. Like I was like, "Be careful Ooh, putting our oars in here." And it's like the sun's going down, so it's like twilight and starting to get dark, and the, all the crickets and everything, and tons of mosquitoes are out, and we're like, "Oh my gosh!" And yeah, it was straight exploration going into an area that nobody had been into before because you can't like you have to row out to it and it's kind of half buried under the water and i mean it looks like i was walking to something from legend of zelda but about a thousand times more fucked up
1: but let me ask you this then so they're <laughs> saying first of all i love just the, the feeling i'm getting from imagining that yeah. environment i love a swamp
0: yeah anybody listening love- to this By the time you hear this, I will post all these pictures up on my Instagram. So definitely go check them out. Because I took pictures just for social media and stuff that I haven't posted yet and I've held on to.
1: But are you saying that the theory is they flooded a radioactive area to make a man-made lake and out of that lake you get Mothman?
0: Well, so there's tons of different stuff.
1: all the fucking cryptids you could have accidentally made. By right, flooding a fucking but that's cryptid kind But
0: that's kind of the thing. We You get all of these different accounts. Yeah. There's these people that believe, some people believe it's aliens. Some people believe- What's aliens? That Mothman? Mothman might be alien. Fuck that noise. I actually enjoyed listening to those stories, but, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily sign up for that one. But it was a good story. Yeah. So you have some folks that are listening to it, or listening. You have some folks thinking it's aliens. You have other folks thinking it is um, government conspiracy wingsuit, like uh, warmen kind of like new equipment mm-hmm. that they're testing, and they're testing it in this area. Uh, you've got some people thinking it's um Made up by the government as a story to keep people away from this facility.
1: Okay, uh, they, they've they've invented this guardian. They've
0: invented this guardian to, to keep kids people. at bay. Sure, you know, and then you've got people that think, oh no, this actually was like, what is the government hiding? There's nuclear shit all over this place. Uh, did did you have something like spill, leak, cause you know you genetically experiment? What what like you? The government made this thing, right. and now it's loose. Right. So you have all of these different issues. And it's interesting because it goes all the way back to this like this bunker we were at then the west virginia location then we there were sightings recently in chicago remember th- remember like yeah. 2 years ago when all those sightings Moth were happening in chicago off, yeah. mothman was kicking off in chicago the so people saw
1: him standing on top of a street light yeah, and all that. yeah yeah
0: we met with that guy right i actually talked to that dude and oh, he oh you talked to, talk to that dude oh that's dude. great yeah and we talked to a couple of them we talked to a few people um i haven't seen the episode yet so i don't know who made the cut or sure. not during the interview but we talked to a few people like eyewitness accounts that were like we were walking and we saw this thing and you know and then some people say well no it's just this local bird that can get really big and others are like you're crazy birds don't look like that and swoop down this like it's just well do you remember everybody's got their story you
1: remember one of the stories that we heard from the i believe it was from the owner of the museum was that story of the couple dicking around in the TNT factory and him wait did we talk to this who basically the guy in the couple saw mothman like standing on a catwalk or scaffolding kind of in and and was mere feet away from him and told himself okay all i have to do is reach out and Mm. i'll feel that thing and i'll know what it is oh god said like he couldn't muster the strength and that his girlfriend was like what the fuck is that you know we should turn and get the fuck out of here and, yeah, he didn't reach out and touch it, and he basically said Mothman chased them out of the facility. Yeah. And that visual, oh, I love that, this kind of figure standing on a, you know, uh, a catwalk in the middle of this factory. Ooh.
0: Yeah. You, I really wish, I really w- hope...
1: We meet Mothman.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. And I think he'd be cool with us. But yeah. I really hope, he'd be like, I've heard your podcast, and I love you guys. Yeah. Um, No, but I really hope that now that I know where where to go... I can take you back there to check this thing out because I think to. that I think where we ended up would actually blow your mind. Okay, well, first of all, you should watch the fucking show because I'm your friend. But also, so you can check out where we were because it's crazy. Will. And on top will of watch. that, um, even though it was just kind of part of a side story to the main story of Mothman, here's some backstage information for all you listeners to the podcast.
1: All you Untoldians.
0: All you Untoldians, an untold part of the story that you don't get on um expedition x is i almost got locked inside the nuclear bunker so it's privately owned right and they use it to um this guy this guy that lives in town owns it he bought it from the government it's still almost exactly like what it was when it was abandoned and for me that was like this is the best shit ever like the best Mm -hmm. i feel like i am in a real life level of Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. I, if I keep going down, I'm going to find the freaking you know, mother. And yeah. this is insane. And I'm into this. And it looked like, it looked like every Silent Hill movie I ever have played. I was so stoked. And it was weird because it was all like, personal stuff was left behind like there's all these lockers so i'm like sitting there going through every locker looking inside of them like a fucking video game
1: Yeah. and i'm
0: like i'm if i find shotgun shells in here i'm going to shit my pants like yeah. this is it it's go time like pyramid head's going to show, show up and i'm going to have to figure this out yeah. <laughs> you know so i'm like looking i mean it was re- like real like real life video game you should i'm going to show you these pictures it like level 2 was all painted but it was painted like mid-century modern cuz it was back in the 60s and so it's like level it was like kind of like sci-fi a little mid-century but it was all decayed and falling apart and then it would just like walk you just keep going down in these like basements and basements and basements and nothing's lit because there's no electricity in there have you seen
1: any has anyone done any like you know, urban exploration photography of this place online. I'm you sure
0: there are because mm. they do open it every once in a while okay. for this guy. Like if this guy wants to throw a party or whatever, I think it, I think it's accessible if you know this gen- this owner, this gentleman. Sure, but um, but I don't know if any. I mean, you can't break in. It is a nuclear bunker. Like right. they, like they shut the door and you are like you've forgotten. Like ha- and so I hear them shutting the door. And I'm down the hall because I went down like four levels deep just fucking checking shit out. I was like, totally oh my God, dude. I'm in heaven. So I stopped paying attention to where everybody was. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, well, it's been a while. I should probably go back. And I start walking down the hall and I hear, rrr, rrr, and I'm like, oh dude. no. And yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's a horror movie. Yeah.
1: So, but they hadn't locked you in yet.
0: No, I started screaming because it was really echoey, so they could hear me.
1: Dude, you would love, and I know I've spoken about this location on uh, the former podcast, but Glendale Hospital in Glendale, Maryland, near Bowie, Maryland, so Silent Hill. I mean, this abandoned hospital. I would love walking around in it, and same, there'd still be uh, hospital beds and
0: people's records, yeah,
1: folders uh, uh, spilling out of filing cabinets. I'm like people just got up and fucking ditched and uh and that place oh all overgrown with ivy and i mean it looks art decor, art directed to be a horror movie setting um and i think i told the story where i wandered on to a horror movie set at that hospital once (laughs) a movie called crazy eights with tracy lords and uh frank whaley anyway but uh then there's also a, a hospital
0: are you in the background? Have you ever noticed? Have no, I not looked? in it.
1: They weren't filming. They had oh, wrapped, damn. but we walked into the production office and we were like, "The fuck?" <laughs> um, and a security guard was like, "Can I what are you what's going on?" Um, but there's another hospital called uh, Crownsville, and it didn't close until like 2000 something. Hmm. But inside of it, and I know this is I mean it's delicate. I don't it, it, I don't want to trivialize mental health and say it was crazy to be in the mental hospital. But I, but it had a. There, I was attracted to it for the the elements of it feeling
0: the weird aesthetic. Yeah, the that aesthetic was left over.
1: That and it did feel haunted, and mm-hmm. you know because that that hospital, Crownsville, had been around for a very long time, and it there are stories of it being kind of irregulated and people behaving improperly as far as the you know the staff taking advantage of the patients and uh, shady stuff, and you can feel it. But once it closed down, we shot a music video there, and like you talking about being in heaven, wandering around that bunker, uh, I had to get some shots of this character running through the building. Mm-hmm. And I told the majority of the crew, I was like, "We're just gonna go, dudes, and we'll find you in a, in a little bit." Mm-hmm. We ran around the. I mean, it was a dream come true. Yeah, getting into the like cavernous, cavernous like tunnels underneath this mental hospital, and. Uh, we'd wind up on like balconies that were covered in vines, and just I loved it. And the guy I was filming with was shitting his pants. Oh no! And he was like, "You get, you got enough?" And I'm like, "No, dude, run down that hallway. Yeah, and I'll stay back here and get a wide." Oh, and he's like, just "You run should have hired me.
0: You and I both would have been like, let's just live here. Do you think yeah. we can have can we Domino's deliver here, and then we'll just stay overnight? I know. And, I'd have been into and then we it.
1: Did hear children laughing.
0: That's fucked up. And, That's and, where I. Nope.
1: And I I remember the moment, the sensation I got, and was a one of excitement. I was like, "Those are ghosts." I mean, I just could. Feel, I was like, "Did you hear that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I fucking heard it. Let's get the fuck out of here." And then when we got back to the rest of the group, they had heard it too. And oh, my wardrobe uh, girl had like left. She they were like, "Shannon's in the car because she heard laughing, kids laughing," and she said she's not coming back. And I was like, "That's good. We got it. We're wrapped." Anyway, but yeah, being in those environments, ooh, so juicy.
0: Uh next time you go, I'll come with. Uh, let's let's go do that. I've
1: wanted to get into Glendale as an adult for a long time. I think it's it's really locked down, but
0: um well, like we can... I don't think
1: any of these shows have ever been able to get maybe into Maybe we can
0: maybe we can um get something made on Patreon and use it as an excuse oh, to go shoot there. I'd love it. We'd love it. All right. So um, any other Mothman questions? Because then we can move on to and tech just, tech.
1: Yeah. G- no, generally, I wanted to know if they, if you uncovered any other origin theories and and then if you had heard any more that were like firsthand accounts that, that you felt were st- compelling.
0: Definitely heard more. Yeah. yeah. Definitely heard more firsthand accounts. And I myself learned more in regards to, oh, my God. Yes. So I learned mm-hmm. more in regards to um, all the other theories that I didn't know as much about. We did stay. Remember that haunted hotel that I was like, we tried to go into and we we're like, you have a bar? And yeah, the guy we tried was, to
1: go and eat. Yeah, and the see guy was, get a drink.
0: the old guy was just sitting there looking at us like we were crazy. He's yeah. like, doesn't open until four. Uh, we stayed there.
1: Oh, really? Dang for it. For
0: like four days. Dang First it. of all, the family's awesome. Yeah. It's family owned and ran. They've owned it for, I don't know, uh, many years, like 10 years minimum, yeah. if not more. Ooh. And And uh, the bar area, I found it. It's So cool! It's the whole thing is so old school and so creepy, and everybody was creeped out staying there, but me because I'm like it definitely felt like haunted, like for sure there was a ghost in my room, and I'd be in the middle of shower, and the shower looked like this old decrepit, like (laughs) Like
1: blood was gonna come out of the out of the spigots and the faucets,
0: and the light would start shaking and turning on and off by itself, and I while I was washing my hair, and I'm like. So keep in mind, A, we worked so hard during the show that I was so tired. I was like, I don't even give a fuck if a ghost showed up in front of my naked ass right here while I'm washing my hair. Yeah, Don't care. I'm so tired. But also I was like, Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. So the Lowe Hotel is amazing. And if for whatever reason you go down to Point Pleasant, stay there.
1: Were the the rooms updated or did they still feel no, old? No, oh, they god are. Damn, I love that. Old. I'm
0: talking old. When I stayed at
1: that hotel in um, Catalina, wait, was it Catalina? I don't know. Well, when we did the UFO episode of Bizarre States, and I stayed at the hotel where there had been visitations. Remember we interviewed oh, people. Oh, that, that had...
0: was San Diego, outside of San Diego. Oh, Coronado. We... Coronado,
1: not Catalina. Catalina was interdimensional beings. Coronado. When I stayed at that hotel, unfortunately, it had been updated. Yeah. Like, uh, not even a decade ago, so it didn't feel like uh, it did when they had those visitations. This was but old. I wanted that
0: feeling. This place was old AF, and it was, but it was very comfortable and very clean, and I really enjoyed it. Um...
1: So tech tech.
0: So tech tech. So I never knew, because I'm not the biggest cryptid head, despite my love of Mothman, I never knew that the tech tech was even a thing. Um so it's also called, I guess, by the locals a monopray.
1: Okay. And it's
0: essentially their version of I guess the Western idea of Bigfoot. Because
1: we learned that most cultures seemingly have, have a bigfoot. A
0: Bigfoot esque type of creature. Right. Um was it
1: called in China?
0: Oh we talked about it and I can't remember. Up. And they're really hardcore into it in China. Yeah. Because they have that park dedicated to it. Right. But um, it was really interesting. Uh, uh, first of all, Cambodia is amazing. Like, I can't stop thinking about that place. Yeren. I haven't become... Oh, and That's Yeren. right. I haven't become obsessed about a place like that since Japan. Oh, wow. Like, I am obsessed. I loved it. It was gorgeous. It was so hard to work there. We were in the middle of monsoon season so, I mean, there is literally, I don't know if it shows up in the episode or not, but there is literally a, a point where we were in the middle of a conversation shooting the show and it was sunny and fine and hot as fuck, but sunny. And then all of a sudden, poof, flash, mm. like, like downpour, like rain I have not felt in years. Mm-hmm. And we were right next to a river, which then quickly started to flood. Wow! So we had to book it to try and get back to um, where we were parked, which was pretty far away. And we had to take shelter in a cave at one point. Oh, and in the cave were a bunch of bats that were sleeping. Dude. So they got fucking pissed because our headlamps were on and started dive bombing us. So dude. I'd be in the middle of, like, trying to talk to my co-host and I'd get a wing slap in the face. <laughs>
1: I, you're, if, if you told me, hey, there's a, there's a storm, quick, hide in that bat cave, I'd be like, am I dreaming? That's yeah. Ugh. Wh- oh.
0: Yeah. So that happened. Oh. I ate many a gross bug. There's this one, except for one. Like, you, Did I, you
1: not eat a tarantula?
0: I did eat a tarantula. Okay. I ate its its legs, which were actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I ate its rear, the little, yeah. like, butt part. Yeah. That's disgusting. It tastes like pate. Yeah. And it's the texture gets you.
1: I know. I had a ranchula, you know, but, back at, at, at Nerdist. There was, like, oh, a food yeah. truck of bugs to promote box trolls. And I ate a fried tarantula, though. Was this covered Mine was in, fried. Okay.
0: Um, I also had a fried uh, scorpion. Don't like those. I would choose a tarantula over scorpion because the scorpion is very bitter aftertaste.
1: Well, aren't you mostly getting the taste of whatever the fried element is? I, or no, you're no, I
0: felt like I was getting the bug.
1: So if something, if something, if it tastes good, are you tasting the tarantula bits? And it's like those tarantula bits are good.
0: Yeah. The legs are good. Yeah. The butt not so not so hot.
1: Yeah. I, I remember. And so the problem, too, really is that. Butt.
0: Yeah. And the problem, too, is that I was sorry what you said finally sunk in um, <laughs> my mind. So listen, I wasn't into any of this. I did it for the camera for sure. I don't like to eat gross things for the sake of eating gross things. And my mind gave me like a two minute window of fine. I'm going to let you think it's food. We're going to let you do this. You got yes. two minutes. And then I would I would be two minutes in, and then my mind would be like, yep, timer's up. And You're then my, and then I'm like, eating bugs, eating bugs, bugs, right. bugs, bugs. And that's when I was like. Something Whoa, more Whoa. Yeah.
1: visceral takes over. You know, one thing that you've missed um, about me since we've been off air is that I am now. Ask me what my favorite TV show of all time is.
0: What's your favorite TV show of all time? Survivor. Whoa. I started. That's uh, a. <laughs> okay
1: i started watching survivor now
0: why don't you start watching like naked and afraid i feel that's like survivor on on like mountain dew i know extreme yeah Yeah.
1: i i don't know what led to it i started watching survivor i have never watched survivor and it has been on 40 seasons so who watches survivor now i tell you you do i do And I am in love with the show. I have probably now watched over 20 seasons of it. Oh, my God. And we're talking in a matter of, I mean, months, I guess, but still. But I I bring this up to say, A, one of my favorite seasons is the Cambodia season. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite challenges, I have two favorite episodes each season. And one is the auction, where they are each given money and they get to auction on things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... It's hidden, so it's like, what do you bid on this? And they mm-hmm. open it up, and it's a bunch of fucking bugs.
0: Oh, that's bullshit. But they're so
1: starving for protein.
0: But they're like, yeah, I'll eat they're it. They're
1: like, give it to me. I uh, love the auction, because sometimes they're like, you bid on hot dogs. Then that my other favorite episode is the eating challenge, which is mm-hmm. always disgusting things. And you can see in the players that exact moment you're talking about. They start, and they're telling themselves, this is food. Who gives a fuck? Chew it and get it down. Yep. And then their body takes over, and they're like reject, reject, and it's yep. like, yeah. It's so hard to watch. I don't know how I would do in that situation. I ate that tarantula from the box trolls truck, but just barely. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could gnaw through
0: like a numerous, yeah. Or, or yeah,
1: or like entrails, yeah, or eyeball. No, I know, can't.
0: No way. Eyeballs is where sea, I would like
1: uh, cucumber no. or whatever. Yeah, those are slums. gross. Yeah, but you ate pieces of a scorpion and pieces of a spider?
0: Yeah, I took a bite out of a scorpion and a bite out of a spider, both fried. Uh, Spider was preferred. Scorpion was definitely too bitter. It's got a really gross aftertaste, in my opinion. Sure. Um, That being said, I did eat live ants. Did eat live ants. And those are off of a tree.
1: So they do that on Survivor. They'll scoop up termites or scoop up ants and take them.
0: Ants are fucking delicious. Really? They're so good. How do you? We Aren't they ate, just
1: up in your gum? They're moving. Well,
0: no, you kill you them kill first. So we oh, had a okay. field guide. We had a guy with us that was showing us like survival techniques and okay. also just was our guide for the trip. And he so the ones that he said you should go for are these ants called Weaver ants. And they're called weaver ants because they take their, their their babies make silk. And so they'll pick a baby up in their little jaws and like weave leaves together with the baby silk so that they can make a little leaf home, you know, like hmm. a little cocoon leaf, yeah. leaf home. And they all live inside of it. So this guy basically takes two hands and like pulls the the leaf home off the tree, smashes it a few times oh. and then just starts eating it. Yeah, you know, and a couple will go. You know, Biden sure. like a couple uh, managed to survive, but you know, for the most part, he it's just whatever. I can't stop thinking about these ants. Really, they are so good. They're what was like the taste? crunchy, sour heads.
1: Interesting candy. How big were they?
0: They're tiny big beefy boys, or no, the little? no, they're tiny lo- little really? boys, and they're delicious. Yeah, like, super good, S- super good. They're just good. Like I would eat them. Like as the rim to a margarita, right? You know?
1: Oh, what an interesting idea to do like bespoke, co- artisanal cocktails with bugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure people. I'm sure do somebody's it, done it, but that'd be a good Halloween treat. You I mean,
0: they make, make they,
1: this little rim, get the
0: bugs on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I loved Cambodia. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, it was really hard to be out there working because it was so hot. And lots right. of mosquitoes and just tough. It was just tough, you know, like, like legit pissing and shitting in the jungle because there's yeah. no other options. Like we were in the jungle yeah. or in the rainforest. And uh, but man, was it an awesome experience? Yeah. Like I That's would cool. absolutely go back.
1: Well, before we so needless to say, burn tech tech, through too much. Uh, tech, uh, yeah. Tech, yeah. Big,
0: Bigfoot. Uh, it's their version of uh, the tech tech. Um. My you know, for the show, I'm the scully to or I'm sorry, I'm the molder. Yeah. I'm the molder to the scully, so I definitely um lean more into the believer side. I would say I can. I do fully believe there is something in that in that forest that probably has not been identified. I just don't know necessarily what it is. Like I don't know if it's necessarily Bigfoot per se, but I right. could Absolutely. I absolutely believe there's some sort of something living in there that hasn't been documented or discovered yet.
1: Now, were the
0: people see every once in a while. Were the
1: tracking uh, tactics similar to what we went through looking for Bigfoot? Did you do calls and listen to hear if a call was returned? What were the
0: we did calls? We used a lot of infrared, like heat seeking, Mm -hmm. um, stuff of that nature. Went to, like, places where locals said that were hot spots where people showed up, did a sure. couple of interviews with locals, um, which, you know, we did have an interpreter, but also a lot of them spoke English. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was tough because of accents and stuff, but you could have, like, a, a totally straightforward conversation. Yeah. So got a lot of firsthand stories. Um, and it sounds like what ended up happening was that, you know, this, this, uh, this. Tech tech was always around. People knew about it for 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 forever. Like it was always part of kind of the lexicon. But that um, it really started to kind of bubble to the surface during uh, the wars over there, and because they the people started encroaching. the The theory is that people started encroaching on these areas where they lived, and that's okay. why they they started to kind of um let themselves be seen. Right. So there was a lot of stories about um soldiers being attacked by them oh, and wow. things of that nature.
1: Uh, just visually, does the tech tech or at least however it's been like rendered in illustrations, look pretty comparable to a Bigfoot? Are there any major differences?
0: So the biggest major difference that tech really tech. stood out to me was apparently it has like a, um, like a claw, a lot of people think it has like a scythe looking claw. Really? Of sorts, you know, like some people say it's all one claw, some people say it's long nails, um, but the most of the consensus seems to be that it's like a, a like a claw arm. They just call it a claw arm, and that it uses that to uh, to kill and eat and harvest things.
1: I'm trying to look up tech tech, um, tektek. T e k t e k. Right, that's what I typed. A lot of uh, dance stuff came up. Oh, that's weird. Uh, I'm not seeing many visual representations. Try of Cambodian tektek. Keep looking. Or yeah.
0: try monoprey. M o n o p r e y. I think that's how they spelled it.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, tech-tech, the Yeti of Cambodia, right? Yeah, he's pretty bigfooty. Yeah. As far as how Yeah, they think. Uh when I typed Monoprey, just Monopoly came up. That's weird. Google doesn't want to listen to what I'm specifically asking for. Well, gosh, we should probably talk about this main story. I mean, I feel like So
0: I didn't really have is a so main story. Though. Yeah, I didn't. Well, really- you got
1: a couple crazy bits here We got here some from good stuff I looked at. I don't have any um Bowser's backyard this week. I don't have any snot stories. Um yeah, I don't have anything. Just your
0: crazy cokehead coffee crazy. story.
1: Just my crazy cokehead coffee. Um I did have a massage again recently, but I just sneezed and there was no snot. Oh, that's good. But I still was very Did apologetic. you go back to the same lady? Uh she wasn't available. Oh. Hopefully it's not because she won't take me. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah.
0: Um, No, this is actually I I figured our my Mothman Cambodian talk would be the main crux of our conversation. So this is just part of things you may have missed. So this story, I I think I struggle with this because we were going to do hashtag because Florida with bizarre states. Yes. But then I was like, I don't want to I don't want to tease all Floridians about this. But Jesus, it is so hard because everything coming out of Florida is weird. Yeah, so I know. It, well, I think
1: there's a, a certain amount, I mean, I can't speak for for Floridians, but maybe there's a certain we we, we worked with a writer that was from Florida at, at Nerdist and they loved the
0: so let the Florida me, yeah, stories. Yeah. So let me just they say this owned it. and I'm just yes, please please let us just have this because <laughs> I feel like we're not doing it to to make fun of all people that live in Florida. It's just Dear God, there's so much weird shit that comes out of there. I have to have a hashtag because Florida. I know. Like, we have to have that segment on the show.
1: It's hard to ignore. It's
0: hard. It's almost impossible to ignore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like at this point, it's flaunting itself in my face. Yeah. So... Hashtag because Florida. It's like,
1: I should be a segment. Yeah. We know. We and know. We know. Florida. We know.
0: We know. And it's like, don't you want to talk about me? And I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I'm trying to be polite. And it's like, <laughs> and you're fucked.
1: Right. Another so, guy fucked an alligator. Yeah,
0: I don't yeah. know if that that's actually a story. I'm sure Florida, but somewhere. Sure. But yes. Hashtag just let me have this one because Florida. <laughs> um, I this... like the
1: full title. <laughs> hashtag just let me have this one because Florida. Because
0: Florida. Florida. This is from the Washington Post, and this was actually sent to me by a friend of mine, Dan. Uh, Not Dan, Casey, that we know. Different Dan. Different Dan. Uh, Different Dan. This is my friend, Different Dan. Uh, This is from the Washington Post. Jars of human tongues were found underneath a Florida home. Like, how the fuck can I not toss a hashtag because Florida onto this? Right? And it's reported on by the Washington Post. It's not even, like, a trash Internet site. Like, it's pretty decent. So... The story's not as as aggressive as one would think based on the title that they had.
1: How? How is it not?
0: But it's still kind of fucked up. So a contractor was inspecting the foundation of a home in Gainesville, Florida, and ended up coming across a crawl space. And when he looked inside, it was filled with six-gallon jugs. (laughs) Jugs? Six-gallon jugs full of preserved human tongues and tissues that went back as far as the 1960s, which I, for a hot second, was like, well, how did he know that? Did he take the time after discovering that these jugs were full of human pieces to look at the dates on the labels? Maybe. But that's... Kind of that in and of itself is fucked up. Like yeah. if I walked into somebody's basement crawl space and found human tongues in jars, I would be out of that shit so fast. I know. I'm not gonna stop and be like, "Huh, I wonder how long this has been going on." And like, some reading labels. Yeah. Unless maybe it just let me looked, check
1: out this tongue jar. Like yeah. since it's
0: been down there for so long, it looked fucked up. And then he opened one up and looked at it, and then that's when he saw the label, and it was like. Bah. Or, you know. or they
1: weren't distinctly tongues at first.
0: That's what I mean. Like, right. It's just, it kind just, kind of, this just kind of gelatinous crap at yeah. this point. Yeah. Needless to say, he immediately rushed to call 911 because that is technically the law. Anytime remains are found on any property like that, you have to call the police because then they bring in forensics. Sure. Because they, you know, in case it's a murder victim or something. Oh, yeah, something be the else. tongues
1: of a string of... Murder, uh, yeah, goes.
0: absolutely. So he immediately called 911 because that is the law and also because that is what you should do anyway. Um, but not to fear because the Tongs actually belonged to a professor at the University of Florida who had acquired them for legitimate research and then forgot about them during his divorce. So he took all his other shit but left this. So he was stashing them in the crawl space until he was able to find a legit climate-controlled storage facility. However, he ended up forgetting about them over time and during his divorce. And then they weren't rediscovered until 50 years later with, when his ex-wife, who still lives in this house, decided that she wanted to do some renovating. So, and then that's when it was discovered.
1: Can you imagine the, uh, you know, the kind of archetypical scene of somebody going through a breakup and the person throwing their stuff out onto the lawn? Mm-hmm. Somebody yelling, and you take your fucking tongues, too. <laughs> throwing out the jars of tongues. <laughs> but babe.
0: <laughs> just, they're just smashing against yeah. the driveway.
1: Are they also still good for research when they're that old? I, well, guess, I guess, if guess they've it's been preserved. N- uh,
0: I don't know. But, I, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Get rid yeah. Of those tongues.
0: Yeah. So the current policy regarding purchasing and storing remains, current being the one like to 2020, uh, is that it's so funny. The article writes, it's frowned upon. Well, yeah, of course. It's definitely frowned upon, but it's also illegal. They end up going into more detail about it later on in the article where it's like, um, yes, it's frowned upon by the academic community, uh, but it's also considered both inappropriate and illegal. Uh, however, most of this guy's jars date back to the 1960s when these policies weren't in effect. So, right. you know, things have changed and, you know, yeah they changed and he, you know, shouldn't... It's, it is what it is. His ex-wife has confirmed his story. So it's not like he's just lying. She's confirmed it.
1: That's good. She yeah. could be like...
0: I'm going to fuck yeah. you over now, dude. Uh, but he's conf- she's confirmed his story, and the tongues have actually been sent to the medical examiner's office in an attempt to figure out what bodies they may have come from and if those bodies... Have actually been confirmed at the time for medical research purposes. So, so he still might get tagged. Uh, yeah, he's by still something. probably sweating a little bit. Although I'll tell you, he, all he has to do is say, like, "I don't know. I just bought them, and I didn't know yeah. that they weren't a, a, allowed." It's the 1960s. Also, who's who's going to know?
1: What are the odds that all of that documentation still exists?
0: That that's what I'm saying. That too. Like when I say, like, who's going to know? Like that, Right. That paper. That paper trail. I mean, maybe. But I doubt it.
1: I know. I doubt that each and every tongue is still registered as being a part of a body that was used for medical, me, medical research. I mean,
0: just talk. Just Let's go back to our original chit chat at the beginning when you were like, yeah, I went into the Glendale Hospital and files and people's yeah. personal uh, information are just left over there. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, shit. If they're doing that and they're yeah. just dumping it and leaving it there for anybody to walk across. Right. Like, why would a ton- like, t- tongue receipts be? Yeah be Tongue intact. Receipts. So yeah, I just thought that was weird. I thought what would be really cool is it actually reminded me of our old deal with us trying to get um what was our movie?
1: Serial Killer Dick.
0: Serial Killer Dick going. It I was actually like, "Oh, wouldn't it actually be freakier if this is the story all along?" But he really is a serial killer, right? And but he just, but he's also a professor. Like he is a professor, but he's a serial killer, and he's killing these people in order to have these time. Yes, exactly. You know, whatever. That's typical shit. But I was, it did pop into my head. Typical shit. Typical shit. Oh, I wish we had. We could have kept. I wish we could have kept.
1: Serial killer dick?
0: No, we can keep that no matter yeah, what.
1: We own that.
0: We own that. I wish
1: we could have kept what?
0: Um, spooky shit.
1: Cuz oh, then we could yeah, have yeah.
0: a uh, we could have a segment called typical shit.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh we well. could have, we we could name every segment and category something shit.
0: Yeah, and it would all work. Cryptid shit. Yeah, it would all work. All right, so this actually comes from Coast to Coast, one of my favorite sites. A pair of mystery booms heard in Arizona. Now, this isn't the most exciting information ever, but I have had my own mystery boom experience.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Do tell. Um,
0: which, uh, Which I had forgotten that I had until I started reading this article. Well, let me read the article first, and then I'll tell you about mine. Over the weekend, a significant boom was heard in Arizona and had been explained. That is, until another explosive sound rocked the area a few days later that hasn't been explained. Uh, It all began on Sunday morning when the first loud noise occurred. This is a quote. It was so shocking, so loud, I started scanning the horizon and looking for a mushroom cloud. Recalled Bruce Bilbury, I thought some kind of a massive bomb or something had gone off local police were contacted immediately from all over the place and neither the FAA or a nearby air force base uh, reported that they knew of anything within their jurisdiction nor were they doing anything on their own so many determined it was most likely a meteor entering the atmosphere and then this theory was then supported by um a planetary scientist that lived in the area by the name of Robert Ward who had local footage he also heard the sound and recognized it as a meteor and was able to kind of track the after effects which is common when a meteor enters the atmosphere where it's like this little streak of smoke. Yeah. Kind of that's left behind. Um, uh, But then on Tuesday evening, police phone lines lit up again when another mystery boom rocked the same region. And Robert this time is like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Robert has no clue. He's like, I don't, I didn't see it. I didn't hear it, yeah. I guess. And he just doesn't have an explanation for it. They don't go into the article into too much detail as to why he doesn't know or why he's saying it is. I wanted to know... A, I wanted to know, is it like lightning, the theory that, you know, it's rare for it to strike the same place twice? Sure. So Robert's just kind of like, yeah, chances are it's real. It's probably not another meteor or maybe it's super rare that this occurred. Like they didn't get into the details. It's just like Robert doesn't know. And he um, and uh, local police have since tweeted out that they will continue to monitor the situation.
1: What was, What's your mysterious boom?
0: So mine story? was when I was living in San Francisco. I was living in the Japantown area in the Fillmore apartments. So like, and it was on a Sunday, and it was probably around ten thirty, eleven o'clock, maybe. Yeah. And there was, and it was cloudy, like misty, which is typical of San Francisco. And there was this boom. That, oh, my God, it's what I imagine sonic booms sound like if you were being buzzed by um, somebody from Top Gun. Yeah. Like, it was so loud. It shook the whole place. Oh, my god! And I was in a huge apartment building. Shook the whole apartment building. It set off car alarms. It was massive. Wow. So loud. And this was before Twitter and all that other stuff next door didn't exist.
1: I was just going to say I go to next door for that shit. Oh,
0: hell yeah. Anytime I feel an earthquake, the first thing I do is open up next door on yeah. Twitter. There was that di- that didn't exist. So there wasn't this like real-time kind of rundown of other people that may have heard it. Right. It just kind of happened. But then no but then what was weird is that nobody talked about it. Right. Nobody mentioned it on the news. Huh. Nobody I talked to said that they experienced anything. But this thing set off car alarms like multiple but
1: you're saying there's that someone has video
0: There's a video I found way back in the day that yeah, yeah it was somebody it was like a car it was like a, a a video monitor watching this car park Yeah and then you just hear this and then all the car alarms in this car park start going off Yeah but I mean you know it it doesn't show anything but it, it's super loud. And then I thought, well, maybe was it lightning striking something? But I've heard lightning strike transformers. Um, yeah. There's been a few of those that have happened even here where I currently live. Um, I've heard that stuff. I've heard it strike trees. I've heard it strike yeah. my own house. It was not anything like this. This yeah. was next level. Um, like, I legit thought, yeah, I thought we were under attack. I thought a bomb had dropped. Like, my first yeah. two thoughts were, oh, my God, somebody dropped a bomb on us, and then my second thought was aliens.
1: And what year was this?
0: Gosh, I, I was, let's see, it has to have been, like, 2009 or 2010.
1: Okay. You know, I had Maybe 2008, but this, I don't think so. This is a very weird experience. Uh, I'll share it quickly, but I I was very exhausted the other day, and- had had uh, an episode of sorts where I had gotten very angry about something. So I was kind of spinning out emotionally. And uh, as I was talking to a friend on the phone about this spin, I look up and I'm surrounded by cars and people from the 1960s. Taxi cabs on my street.
0: Wait, what? I know. Wait, what? Say that again? Wait, you woke up?
1: No, I look up out of my car, I'm driving, and I all of a sudden look around and I see taxi cabs from the 1960s and police cars from the 1960s. People walking down the street dressed in hippie outfits. And I my first thought was I've lost my mind. I have lost my mind. You
0: fucking tri- time traveled. I
1: time traveled. Yeah. And then I realized that Amazon had transformed this street to promote the upcoming show <gasps> hunters
0: oh my which takes God. place in the
1: 60s or 70s uh-huh. so it was this amazon marketing takeover of this street and they had paid actors to walk the street that looked like they were out of that era and they had taken over all the parking on the street and put you know picture cars down mm-hmm. and but i mean it tripped me out <laughs> i was i on my on the phone to my friend i was like i'm i'm fucking going crazy dude he was like, "Why? Like, fucking there's fucking I'm all, I'm in the 60s all of a sudden." Like like <laughs> my brain like couldn't. And then I noticed the Amazon posters that were up and I saw, you know, Velvet Rope for a premiere and uh-huh. I was like, "Okay, Jesus." But for a second there, I was like, "How am I going to get back to 2020?"
0: Dude. I was like I fucking am- slid.
1: I'm, I'm I'm fucking sliding.
0: That's both amazing cuz there is one of my favorite, I mean this is we're kind of going over time a little bit, yeah. but one of my favorite ghost stories is about these two women who were vacationing in Paris, and they happened to go into this park, and they basically stepped back in time. They started noticing that people were dressed as if they were from Ooh. the French Revolution. And that this era... is like
1: a work of fiction you read? Or no, like this is haunting, real, like a real, real. haunted, okay.
0: haunting, like a famous haunted sure. story. I'd have to look it up. I think I've actually mentioned it way, way long time okay. ago during our uh, other podcast. But these two women are on vacation. They're in vacation. They're I think they're vacationing in France. They walk into this park area. Everybody's wearing old-timey clothing from a different era. Yeah. They think they're reenactors, but it just seems a little odd
1: Oh, I remember this story. Remember? Yeah. And then,
0: and then they they feel like, and then basically all of a sudden it kind of faded away, and they were just back in. I mean, they were still uh, in the same spot. but a little slipstream, yeah. a little
1: glitch in the matrix. They basically
0: walked through a glitch in the matrix. Love
1: it. And Love I've always,
0: it. I have always wanted that to happen to me. Always, always, always. Well, that's
1: like what Outlander is, right? Yeah. She time travels because she touches that rock or whatever. A
0: phenomenal book. A series of books called Lou of the Silver Hand, which is very similar oh. in like time slippage, very outlanderish, but like less a lot less sexy. Yeah. Um, but still excellent book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I mean that actually all of my stuff's like that. Like remember what's the one that we really enjoyed about the little kid that when the clock strikes thirteen, he's able to go back in time to the little girl that oh, lived there. Right. And they buried they left themselves things they left. Things for each other under the floorboards. I don't remember the name of it, but I
1: remember because when you first told me about that, I didn't know what it was. And then we looked it up. And I was like, oh, that book, right? It's kind of a kid's book. Yeah. But uh, I don't remember the name of it.
0: You told me it was your favorite story.
1: No, that's not true.
0: Yeah. No way. Yeah, it is. They made a movie out of it on the BBC. I I know
1: that, but I I felt like I only knew about it through you and through looking it up.
0: Shit. I think it may have
1: been one of our guests' favorites stories. Oh, maybe
0: that's what it was, but I uh, need to say. Maybe you're in a
1: slipstream right now. No, what? I'm
0: not. I can tell. I can tell by looking at you. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. Kidding. All
1: of a sudden, my beard shrinks, and it's like months and months ago.
0: Yeah, well, with that. With that. So we don't have socials, uh, and we don't have an email account for this yet because we just uh, started figuring out that this is what we wanted to go with. The yes. um, the um, what are we going with? The, the untold, untold hour. hour. However, if you want to follow my personal stuff, you can yes. catch me on Instagram. Oh shit, I'm doing it again here too. I used to do this Not all the time at bizarre handle? States, and I don't know my own handle. Well, here
1: even. I can spit my shit.
0: All right, you spit your shit first. I'm
1: I'm ju- I'm only on Instagram, and it's at Andrew Bowser Director. Well, or my comedy stuff is you know Bowser Vids.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Bowser Vids on YouTube. You have a big following. Bowser,
1: I do, and I well I, I it's been a moderate following, but I've been uploading more frequently, and it's. Surprising how much that helps. I, mean, I know, but like I've increased my viewership and my subscription rate, so that's good to know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so for me, I finally figured it out. I'm uh, at Jessica underscore Chobot on Instagram, which is where I'm going to be putting a lot of my behind the scenes pictures mm-hmm. from all of these Expedition X episodes. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Jessica Chobot. I too have started my own YouTube channel, yeah, called Chobot Channel. Oh, here's it. a
1: question I have about your YouTube channel. Yeah. Where's that Franks and Sons?
0: It's, it's a City, in of Industry? City of Industry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. It was awesome there. Yeah, I got to go there. I didn't even know that place existed. I don't know me how neither. I lived out here for 15 fucking years, and I never knew Frank and Sons existed. Well, me neither.
1: Yeah. I didn't understand what was happening. Well,
0: if you ever want to go, I'll go. Yeah, I'd love to It's go. great. Um, so needless to say this is not sponsored by Frank and Sons we just really like it <laughs> but yeah so I have a YouTube channel called Ch- the, just Chobot channel if you search Chobot it should hopefully pop up it, comes Other, up. it does it okay yeah. great um, and I kind of cover the gamut of whatever I want to cover right and uh, uploads are every Friday and then I do live streams on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the most, most part oh awesome yeah Yeah, quickie little like Q&A's. Yeah, little chats.
1: I need to do more of that stuff.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's nice. And then the and then the goal is so I guess I should tell the whole goal before we sign off. We are currently recording this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to clip out what we're recording, like video recording. And use that as like a little sampler on my YouTube channel so that folks that want to potentially check out the podcast or see what the episode is can get a little taste. And then if you want more, you can go and follow and um, download the full episode anywhere that fine podcasts are found. Yes. So that's what – we're going to start a separate playlist for Untold Hour in regards to that. Um, I'm going to have a separate playlist with all my travel stuff because I do focus on a lot of local travel. But, you know, when I get the opportunity to go outside of that, I will. Yeah. So it's a lot of travel stuff. And just like kind of just, yeah, makeup, Vogue leader, all of it. I Mm -hmm. just do whatever I want, which is actually really nice and refreshing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fun. It is. I Yeah. I've learned a lot from it. So – Hey there, Untoldians, the Untolders, the Untold. Chobot here letting you know that we are now accepting listener stories. So if you want us to read your story on air, please email it to us at theuntoldpod at gmail.com. Again, that's theuntoldpod at gmail.com. Can't wait to see what you send us. Bye. And uh, I think that's everything.
1: Yes. Uh, this has been Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser on the Untold Hour.
0: That one was kind of shit. I don't like that because
1: I fucking messed up the phrasing.
0: Yeah, what did I say last time? I don't know.
1: Oh, I think I said, "This has been Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser, and you've been listening to the Untold Hour."
0: Maybe I like that one. That one okay. I dig that one. Yeah, good. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Star bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.